the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See, see what the day brings. I don't know how many of you have uh, access to the Reels channel. You know what channel that is? On, uh, I've got it on DirecTV, Reels, R-E- I think it's R-E-E-L-Z, Reels channel. Anyway, Sunday night, Easter Sunday night, the Reels channel uh, showed what is the, the Christian Oscar Awards. It's the Epiphany Awards that are presented annually by the Christian Film and Television Commission. And uh, fewer and fewer people are paying attention to the Oscars, but more and more people are paying attention to the reality of faith-based films. And and Hollywood is aware that there's an audience. They're not sure about it. They're a little unsure how they will be perceived by their peers if they go too far with it. But that's not to say that there are not opportunities and that there are not brothers and sisters of ours in the industry who want to use the industry to tell stories that inspire people. And that's what the Epiphany Awards are all about. So they were presented on Sunday night and uh, eight categories, eight awards given out. And we've got with us today the uh, the chairman of the Christian Film and Television Commission, the man who put these awards together years ago and has been leading the charge on this for so long. He is a fellow film uh, fan. He likes movies and stories as much as I do. And uh, it's always good to visit with him. Ted Bear is joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live. Uh, my friend, how are you, Ted? Well, I'm doing well because I'm talking to you. I mean, that makes the day better. So thank you. <laughs> Always good to catch up. Always good to catch up with you and to talk about the industry and what's going on with films. And uh, first of all, just tell everybody about the awards on Sunday night and and the response that you've gotten to that. We we this was our thirty first awards, you know. But we had to we held all the rest of them live and were packed with Hollywood people. Uh, And by the way, just to answer the first unsaid question. Hollywood has to make two movies. One, they make movies for the Academy Awards, and then they make movies to make money. And most <laughs> of the movies that we choose are the movies that make money, and that's because they've got faith and values, and then they need to make those because, like, Warner Brothers has uh, 61,000 people working for it in Los Angeles, and if you don't make money, they're not going to work very long. Uh, <laughs> but the awards... Uh, came out many, many years ago, because in the golden age of Hollywood, there were three church film offices, the Protestant film office. I inherited all their files, and the Catholic and uh, the Jewish, and they presented awards. You know, now there are lots of lobbying organizations in Hollywood. Um, We're the remaining last man standing Christian lobbying. Now there are prayer groups and all sorts of groups, but we're the last lobbying group 
were listed with the guilds and all that. And we talk to them uh, quite frequently. And the awards is the way that we discover and honor the best films, but we also discover like-minded people in the industry that are making good movies. So throughout the year last year, I was saying to people, if you had to see a movie where the parents had to go deep undercover to rescue their children uh, from the schools, which were teaching them Marxism, is that a Hollywood movie or a movie by a group of Christians? And of course, it's a Hollywood movie. It's Blue Miracle, one of our winners, which is just absolutely wonderful. And actually, one of the teachers is wearing a little Soviet army cap with a hammer and sickle on it. So, uh, you, excuse me, it wasn't Blue Miracle. It's a boss baby family business. So it's a wonderful movie. Um, and the same thing goes down with all the other ones. There, there's some great movies that you wouldn't expect coming out of Hollywood. One about two girls being trafficked to Cuba. The communists try to turn them into assassins. They neuter them. All this stuff was horrible. And they come back to rescue the other women who've been trafficked. Now, Christians who take my class are always saying, well, we want to make a movie about trafficking. Well, here was a movie about trafficking that made over $300 million, and it was a major movie. Um, so this goes on and on and on. I mean, we just have great movies. We find the people who make them. For instance, The Boss Baby, uh, the director came to our award show when it was live, and they're all good friends, and he was intentional. I mean, it's got so much Christian content, including a little Christmas scene with a nativity uh, scene, which is absolutely incredible. So all these movies are very, very Christian. Some of them um, are overtly Christian, and some of them are just woven around a Christian plot, like Belfast, which is a great movie. And some of them are family-oriented. So we, we have a, a fun time picking them out. And what we do for the Reels channel and why are we on a secular channel? Because there are about uh, 60 to 80 million people that go to that channel to watch movies, and we want to be where the people are. So we go where the people are. And we're on a lot of uh, channels like that. Uh, I can't mention them all right now because um, some of them are, in, you know, have been carrying us for years. Some of them are in negotiation. But it's absolutely wonderful that there's so much excitement. We've been on the Hallmark Channel, and, you know, they've gone woke, but actually we got our show on there, so we we're able to reach people with the gospel. And it's funny how many people in, in Hollywood uh, are presenting the gospel. Um, it's all good news. Well, and I want to ask about the categories, because you've got both uh, inspiring movies, and then there's a category for inspiring TV or streaming movies or programs, and then you've also got what, what you call the Freedom Awards. So differentiate be for me between well, the Freedom Award winners and the Inspirational Award winners? Well, they're all inspiring, but one will, the way we present it is one will uh, inspire you to have a better life. And um, as a, you know, as a grown person, um, now we used to call that best movies for mature audiences, but it inspires you to have a better life, uh, to be loving, to appreciate your parents. You know, King Richard is one of those where he takes his uh, his girls and turns them into superstars. Another one is inspiring you to have a better family life. Um, that's the boss baby, where you have to fight for your children against, you know, the Marxist school system. And uh, another one is to inspire you to have uh, a better civil life, to have a life in a country 
where you have faith and freedom. And these movies stress faith and freedom. Uh, one of them is about an ordinary salesman who has to go undercover in the Soviet Union uh, as a spy. They ask him to recruit him because he's such a good salesman. He gets arrested. He gets tortured. You keep thinking that he's going to get, he's going to, um, you know, confess. He never does. It's an incredibly powerful movie. And uh, there's there's just a couple of those movies which are great, including The Quiet Place Part Two, which won that award. And then mm. we have A Faith in Freedom for Television. And we have actresses and actors who present God's love and the power of God's grace in a powerful way. So let me run through the categories, Ted, and, and you can tell us, because this has been on TV now, the, the, the news is out. You can tell us who the winners are, right? I will do that. All right. So in, in the, uh, category, the category of most inspiring movie, there were seven nominees. There was the uh, Kurt Warner biopic, American Underdog. There was the direct-to-Netflix movie, Blue Miracle. There was the limited-release film about C.S. Lewis called Most Reluctant Convert. There was the nativity uh, story from the people uh, who have made the TV series The Chosen, Christmas with The Chosen, The Messengers. A movie called The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. Will Smith's movie, King Richard. And then A Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, first of all, which was the winner in that category? Uh, Blue Miracle, which is an absolutely great film. And uh, it was number one for nine weeks on Netflix. What you won't hear in the press is that Netflix and all the rest of them survived by doing family films, but it has a tremendous faith. And in the faith, it has a father who just has become an old fisherman. He's abandoned his family. He doesn't like kids. He has to take... Uh, uh, a group of orphans out to win the prize in the Blue Marlin tournament. The orphans have never been out before on a boat. And it's about faith triumphing over uh, legalism and triumphing over a hardnessing heart and triumphing over uh, superstition. I mean, it's an incredible, uh, well-made. And I got to the end of it, and I looked, and there, a friend of ours who had taken my class in how to make great movies and great money in Hollywood. It's how to succeed in Hollywood. I'd taken the class in 2015, and a lot of the people now, he's now running a division of one of the major four movie studios. So we see people coming out of our class. We train them. We help them. We have a class and a a group for what we call the Inklings for young people who want to get in the industry. And we see a lot of success. So that's what it is. But it's uh, Blue Miracle. It's a beautiful film. Everybody I know who saw it loves it, and I love it even more every time I watch it. And it's on Netflix, and so if you've got Netflix and you haven't seen Blue Miracle, you can check it out. Uh, uh, some of the, in, the, in this category, in all of these categories, the faith message is pronounced in some films and more subtle in other films. I mean, I was interested to see A Quiet Place and, and King Richard on the list because we don't think of those as faith films in particular, but there are faith elements in there that you want to acknowledge, right? Well, there are faith elements, and some of them are so clearly allegorical about faith. You're fighting the aliens, you're fighting people that are uh, that against you, or you know, aliens that are against you. And it starts off, Quiet Place 2 starts off with the Lord's Prayer, so you could always, almost follow it as a, as a retelling of the Lord's Prayer. And, mm. um, I just love when you know, they receive the award, the Critics' Choice Award, 
they got up and talked about how important family is. Everybody else was talking about some alphabet soup, but they were talking about how important family is. He made the movie for his family. The whole movie is oriented toward faith and family. I love that. In the most inspiring TV or streaming movie or program category, you had six nominees. There was one episode of uh, The Chosen from season two. There was the the National Geographic uh, biography of Aretha Franklin called Genius, Aretha. There was a film called The Pilgrims. There was Roma Downey's film Resurrection. Walton's Homecoming, and uh, a film I was not familiar with, Percy versus Goliath, a film with Christopher Walken in it. Yeah, it's a great film, and it's about a true story about a man who was a simple Amish or Mennonite farmer in Canada, and uh, Monsanto uh, is trying to steal all of his uh, seeds and his knowledge. You know, he comes from an old German family of, of just saving his seeds and He's bred a whole breed of, of crops that don't uh, aren't subject to uh, all of the mites and everything else that are destroying the crops, and they want to destroy him. And nobody's ever beaten him before. And he, with little money, giving up everything he has, but representing the other farmers, and he goes all the way up to the Canadian Supreme Court. And you know, I can tell you the end of it, but I won't. You can guess. <laughs> So, uh, which which film won in that category? Uh, well, if you're talking about the television category, um, yeah. you know, that was Superman and Lois. Now, Percy versus Goliath was in the motion picture category. Um, okay. In the, so in the whoever, TV, in the streaming well, TV. In this, in this, well, Percy versus Goliath, a lot of these were movies that came out for uh, a week or so. Because remember Got COVID. It. People were not releasing movies yeah, for long periods. That's of time. right. God Not Dead, We the People came out for a week. A lot of them came out for a week. And then um, the television was Atlantic Crossing, uh, which was wonderful. The Hawkeye, Mysterious Benedict. But the winner was Superman and Lois. And if you watch the episode one of Superman and Lois, I was shocked. I mean, we've had episodes of Superman before where he goes to church and has to take a leap of faith. But this one, they go to church, they're part of the community, he's fighting against the evil who wants to destroy the world. Uh, it's absolutely so conservative that you're shocked by it that this came out of Hollywood. In your, in your category of the best movie for families, again, there were some repeats here. You had American Underdog and Blue Miracle. You had Boss Baby Family Business, Peter Rabbit 2. Ron's Gone Wrong, Sing To, and Space Jam, A New Legacy. What was the winner in the family category? Yeah, as I said, that was Boss Baby Family. Boss business. Baby, yeah. And fun. and then with mature audiences, Belfast, Black Widow, Cyrano, Dune, Infidel, King Richard, and A Quiet Place, Part 2. And the winner there was? Dune, which a friend of mine produced and... Um, it's just an amazing movie. The scene between the father and the son, where the father tells the son that he's going to have to accept the responsibility of being the next Duke, and the, and the son says, I don't want to be the Duke. And the father says, well, whatever you do, I'll love you. And it just causes you to cry. And the whole thing is a, wow. a father-son story. But then there's also the story that he's a Christological figure. He's the Mahdi. He's the one that's 
come to save the planet, and they all recognize that, but he has to grow into that role. Ted Bear is joining us. We're talking about the Epiphany Awards that were handed out this weekend. They were shown Sunday night on the Reels channel. You also gave what we would think of as best actor and best actress, most inspiring performance in a movie. Uh, Zachary Levy was one of those uh, nominated, Dennis Quaid, Emily Blunt, and Jennifer Hudson. I mean, these are some big-name Hollywood actors that were uh, that were up for that award. Who won the award? Yeah, and we, of course, Jennifer Hudson won the award because she does a, a beautiful job in Aretha Franklin. And she has a point where her fame just had destroyed her. She became an alcoholic. A drug addict. Um, she had all sorts of other problems, and she repents. And I talked to Jennifer about repenting and the fact that that was so real. And of course, I've been acquainted with her career since a friend of mine who used to be the head of uh, of uh, MGM, who's the godfather of my daughter, uh, produced the first movie she and she said, "You saw this movie." And so hmm. it, it's it's fun. She did a great job in respect. And it's probably the reason she did it so beautifully that she's had to grip that in her own life, being so talented and then just having to come back to Christ and submit to his lordship in her life. Hmm. Ted, the last year for Hollywood has been a year of challenge as they've tried to figure out how is the uh, how is the cheese moving? How, how are things different now? Uh, did you feel like the crop of films you were looking at this year were as strong as in previous years? I think some of them were even stronger. Um, and some of them were, were, they wove the plot in so well in the storyline that it was beautiful. Like Blue Miracle, just absolutely incredible. So I think some of them are much stronger. And every year I fall in love with these films and everybody else does. Uh, there are films that you can appreciate. You know, Hollywood, as I said at the beginning, uh, they make films for different audiences. And what we did many years ago is we did this uh, a meeting, a press conference with studio heads. They were packed. It was standing and looking in the doorway. I made friends with the heads of different studios. They came and showing them how to make money. And hmm. what makes money is movies with faith and values. But I showed them why. Is because they reach different audiences. They want the African American audience, um, which is you know so big, uh, and then they want the Asian audience, and then they want the women's audience, and then they want the young boys, and then they want this. Uh, but when you put it all together, the biggest audience out there before COVID was people going to church, which was 125 million. Now everybody in the Christian community. Um, thinks about the negative. That was down from 160 million. I think about the positive because Hollywood movies, even in their heyday, were only doing uh, about 20 million, 25 million. So five times more people were going to church than movies, and 60% of the audience for movies is churchgoers. So churchgoers can make the difference. And I just pointed this out to people in Hollywood. And there are a lot of people who decided. We're going to make movies for that audience, just like we make them for the African-American, the Latino, and every other audience. And that's that's the good news. And often they're doing what they call four-corner projects, where they try to reach, um, you know, the women, the young young people, et cetera, and the Christians. And they'll put something that's Christian in there, uh, which is sort of funny. Uh, 
like Captain America dying and going and being baptized in a river and falling from a plane in the cross position and then being resurrected. And you see that constantly, that they're trying to reach that audience. Sometimes it's just a little scene like that. Sometimes it's the whole movie. As you look ahead and look at the films that are in production now, I know the Irwins are working on a film about uh, the Jesus Revolution from from the seventies. What other films are are can we look forward to that are coming out this year that will have a faith message? Well, I just you know I love the Irwins. So I'm trying to get Christian filmmakers to understand that everything in movies is structure and. Um, John Irwin, I interviewed him at the NRB, where you and I go, a national religious center. He said, you know, we, we try so hard, and you've taught us a lot about this. And as they make movies that are, that are more well-crafted, I don't mean just movies that we love, because we're Christians. You know, it's like you love your own baby. <laughs> but movies that actually capture a bigger audience. And uh, if, if you want to see those movies... Uh, there's a movie coming out this weekend called The Bad Guys, and it's about animals that are considered bad by everybody, a fox, a snake, etc. And they decide they want to be the good guys. And it, it, in that is, you know, paraphrases of biblical passages, is a, a scene of Christianity, is all this Christian content is overt. And this is a Hollywood movie, but it's done in an exciting animated way and it's going to capture an audience and that's what i want you know the average hollywood movie i shouldn't keep saying you know but the average hollywood movie costs over 104 million and it has to make 250 million to break even and most of the movies we're talking about here made over 250 million most christian movies are making about seven eight million at ten dollars a ticket that means they're reaching you know seven hundred thousand people instead of reaching Let's say, taking an extreme example, Frozen, fourteen billion. That means yeah. they're they're reaching about one hundred and forty million people. You want to reach more people, and it's a craft, and I teach that craft. Uh, so, the good news is that people in Hollywood making movies like that, and um, we've got to just get the Christians to move into the next category and move up from the minor leagues to the major leagues. That doesn't mean I don't love them. That just means I want them to get to that point where they can be on the real channel, where they can move up into this secular, rarefied atmosphere of the major league. I've got to ask you before we let you go, Ted, about the clip that has emerged on social media in the last couple of weeks showing a high-level Disney executive being very candid about her agenda for Disney films and the desire that she has for LGBTQ characters to be prominent in those films, and to she she's an evangelist for for gender uh, issues and wants Disney to be the carrier for that. Just well, they, they, what are, what do we make of that? Short form the short form of this is you go woke, you go broke. And Bob, in fact, the new head of Disney, had said we're not going to include this content, and that's why you got the ire of the dandruff. There are also a lot of uh, uh, people of faith and values. There's a prayer meeting on the Disney lot. There's all this. Disney is going to... People have boycotted Disney for years. The first big boycott was the Southern Baptist when Down and Out in Beverly Hills occurred in the early 80s. And it was about uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss lives in Beverly Hills. 
and this homeless man comes in, sleeps with his daughter, sleeps with his son, sleeps with his wife. I mean, it was abhorrent. And those phases have come, you know, often. There was a dark phase at the end of the 60s where the black culture, the black hole, the black everything. And then they righted themselves. If they're going to survive, they got to right themselves. Studios died. MGM died. There are lots of studios that, that are no longer major players. And um, what we can't do, and you know, this is true of countries too, Bob, because you talk about countries. You know, God moves on. He's going to move on to somebody else who's being fertile. And I see, you know, great movies coming out of uh, Universal, a friend of mine who went to Dartmouth with me. He made Sing too. And when they were doing the interviews, Bono talked about his coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, the women who were starting it were talking about their coming to faith. The conductor was talking about his coming to faith. I mean, it was like an evangelistic prayer meeting. And this was not for the public. Uh, so, you know, there's, there are people making great movies, um, and they're, they're doing it. Actually, they're doing the work. Many years ago, I went to a mainline seminary, and... Um, at one of the meetings of that denomination, um, the LGBTQ, and this was the early <laughs> 80s, took over. And I said to the biggest preachers in that denomination, why did this happen? And they said, because these are the people that run the bureaucracies, just like the communists. The Mensheviks became the Bolsheviks because they ran all the little committees and everything else. They called their top man the secretary because he took notes and he... He cheated on the notes. And so this has happened often. And the Christians in that denomination were the big preachers and teachers who were reaching a lot of people and taking care of a lot of people. So we have to, and today is the same thing in the industry. The people we mentioned in these movies that we looked at uh, for the Movie God Awards, the Epiphany Prizes and elsewhere, um, are people that are doing the work. They're doing great work, and it takes three years or more to make a good movie. And so they're not out there, you know, running the committees and things. Um, and the other people, there are lots of lobbying organizations. There are about 20 gay groups. There are about 20 Muslim groups. There are about 20, um, you know, there are all these groups in Hollywood. Planned Parenthood started a group, and they put in, you know, they paid for two big-budget movies, and they both flopped at the box office. These people mm -hmm. will not succeed because the average American living where you live and you know is not going to support them. Um, but they get their day in the sun, and they get a lot of press. The press is probably the worst enemy of the good, the true, and the beautiful, because they harp on the bad instead of harping on the good. Yeah. Ted Baer joining us this afternoon. Uh, congratulations on the awards. Thanks for the time this afternoon. And uh, we always good to catch up with you and talk about movies. Have a wonderful day. And we'll do it again. God bless. Uh, Have a great day. We will. Thank Bye -bye. you, Ted. Uh, so, so I'm curious as we have that conversation and you think about movies you've seen in the past year or the past couple of years, I'm, I'm, this is where I want to open it up to you and, and find out from you what have been the inspiring films you've seen. What are the ones you've told your friends about? What are the movies that you would say, if you haven't seen this one, you need to see this one. And some of those may be overtly faith-based films. Others may be more subtle, but I just thought given the awards that happened this week, maybe we could, uh, maybe there are some of the rest of you who like me are movie fans and want to 
want to share a recommendation or two. So we'll open the lines at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Maybe it was some of the films on the list. Maybe you've seen Blue Miracle or Most Reluctant Convert or American Underdog or the documentary that came out from the the Kendricks, Show Me the Father. Uh, Whatever it is, give us a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We'll take a quick break and come back and talk more about movies and take your calls as your Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Southern California Live on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Bob Lapine. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about movies, talking about faith-based films, talking about stories that inspire, whether it's the things that you watch uh, that stream on television or on, uh, on online, on services, whether it's movies that come out in theaters, I'm just curious about what you've watched recently that you felt like you could recommend, where you thought the stories were, again, in some cases, the faith message may be there or not. In other cases, it may. I, I'm thinking, for example, and by the way, our number is 888-52-TALKS. If you want to join the conversation, love to hear from you about things you've watched, things you're recommending to others, 888-528-2557. Uh, my wife and I watched, we, we binged for a week or two the, uh, the second season of the story of All Creatures Great and Small, that was produced by, I think it was produced by the BBC and was on PBS this year. And, and there's not really a strong faith message in that, but, but boy, are there, uh, there, there's, there's goodness and beauty in, in a series like that, that makes it enjoyable. And so many things you watch are dark and are, are, are hard. They're soul crushing and and you know what sometimes you watch a a faith-based film and it it does it's hard to watch Uh, not all of them are uplifting some of them uh i I mean think about watching the passion of the christ if you watched that when it came out that was hard to watch right Uh, but there are there are some shows that you can watch and you just you, you walk away and it's like you feel a little better about life because people are making good decisions. They're making decisions based on what's best for other people. They're kind, they are loving people. And it seems like that's almost a rarity in what's coming out of television and Hollywood. I was, I was on a plane recently and had, uh, had the, the, the lineup of films there that you could watch and I'm scrolling through and looking No, not that. No, no, I don't. I've heard about, no, I don't think I want to watch it. I mean, it's just, it's hard to come up with the films that, that you think you want to see. And so when, when something good comes along, you tell folks about it. And I'm excited about the fact I mentioned the, the Irwin brothers and their film that's coming out uh, toward the end of the year that tells the story of Chuck Smith and the story of Greg Laurie and the story of what God was doing in the, 
in the uh, 70s and and in the early 80s here in Southern California with the Jesus movement and everything that started with Calvert Chapel and th- that whole story. Looking forward to seeing how that story is told. Um, my friends Alex and Stephen Kendrick are working right now on a film that will be out in August that is it's the first time that they've done a film that is based on a true story. And this is a, uh, a pro-life film. Kirk Cameron is in the film. It it tells the story of, um, of somebody choosing life and, and how that turns out really it's a compelling film. It's still in production, but it'll be out this year. And I, I know there are others. The interesting thing is I'm, I'm seeing other things pop up, here and there, some of them are are uh, documentaries that hit for a while. So the the movie, and I think we talked about it here on Southern California Live a while back, the documentary that Lee Strobel did, A Case for Heaven. If you if you look and you're alert, there are things you can watch that are positive and encouraging and faith building. You just have to know where where to check them out i don't know if you saw this there was a a film that made it onto netflix uh this year called a week away did you did you see this it's about kids going to a christian summer camp and one of the kids is kind of a prodigal troublemaker kid tough background and um he has he has a, a a turnaround at the this camp experience and it, it's a little like watching um, the high school musical, that whole franchise, because kids break into song. It's, it's a musical, but the songs they break into are uh, classic CCM from 20 years ago. So they sing Stephen Curtis Chapman's Dive and Amy Grant's Baby Baby and uh, other songs like that. So if you haven't checked that out, A Week Away is on uh, Netflix, and it was it was up for one of the awards that uh, that Ted Bear and his group gave out. So what what about you? What have you watched? What has your family watched? Is there anything you'd recommend to your friend? Are you watching The Chosen? And I, I've heard I've, I've had people with mixed reviews about The Chosen. A, a lot of people who love it. Some people who have been a little put off by it. Um love to hear from you about that or about other films you've seen uh, that have been meaningful to you. 888-52-TALKS is the number to call. 888-528-2557. You can email us. The email address is SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And we're going to continue the conversation. Take your calls as your Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Southern California Live on KKLA and KPRZ. I'm Bob Lapine. A little credence music as we uh, come back to it this afternoon. Numbers are 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557, or email us at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. We're talking about movies, about streaming shows, things you're recommending to others. The number to call again, 888-52-TALKS. Victor is on the line with us in North Hills. Victor, welcome to the program. Yes, hello. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good, thank you. 
Uh, I just want to share some of the movies I have. Me and my family watched uh, three of the last ones. Uh, the last one we just watched was uh, Father's Two. And, yeah, that uh, that just came out like this weekend, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. So that's and Mark five, Wahlberg and Mel Gibson, right? Yes, yes, correct. And what did you think? So give us your review of Father's Two. Uh, we actually thought it was a good movie. I mean, it does have a couple of... Uh, you know, language is not all there because it's how Father Stu used to be. Uh, yes. But the whole uh, story, it's great. It's very great how God changes heart and, um, you know, how he made them repent and stuff like that. Very good movie. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, for those who don't know, this is a story based on a true story. It's about a guy who was hard-living, drinking, infidelity. I mean, this was just a part of his life. God gets a hold of him. He He... Uh, turns his life around. He Stu decides he wants to become a priest. He goes into the priesthood. He goes back into prisons. And yes, the uh, the, the profanity is there. It's real life profanity, yeah. just as it would have been with Stu. But uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But it it looks like it it tells the story of life change and redemption. Yeah. And, okay, uh, so that's I, that's one. What's number two? Uh, the number two was uh, Greater. I just watched it for the first time. I guess it came out a few years ago. It's a, a football movie based on, uh, what was his name? It was a gentleman. Uh, he played for... Uh, for Arkansas. There you go, Arkansas. There you go, yeah. There you I go. So it. I know that because we're from here in Arkansas. So the movie, again, is called Greater, and it's the story yeah. of Brandon Burlesworth, right? Yeah, you yes, there you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all confused enough, but yes, great movie, great movie. I actually showed it to our youth at, uh, we had a movie night two weeks ago, and I showed it to the youth, uh, and, and they really enjoyed it. Is it on Netflix, do you know? I, you know what, I'm not that sure it's on Netflix anymore, because uh, I remember, I, if I'm not mistaken, my pastor ended up uh, buying it online for us. Got it. Yeah, I, I would just say to folks, uh, if if you like it, powerful, inspirational, sports-based movies, if you liked Facing the Giants when that came out, uh, even American Underdog, the new one from from about Kurt Warner, um, Greater is one of those hidden gems. It's based on a true story. Everybody in the state of Arkansas knows the name Brandon Burlesworth because he was an inspiration to uh to the oh. state and so his story yeah. is uh, is an amazing story again the movie's called greater so we've got father Stu greater what's your third one the last one I, again i'm bad with names is the uh, one that just came out uh with will smith that uh, he plays the father of serena williams um king, yeah, that's um, king richard king richard king richard yes um uh, i really enjoyed how he tried to always uh, keep his daughters and his family very humble as possible well, it, it was really interesting to see the values in, in that movie. And I, I remember going online when the movie was over and saying, okay, how, how true is this? And, and, you know, is there any backstory? How much did Hollywood uh, dress yeah. this up? And, and there is some backstory to it, but uh, again, to the way the story is told, it's very, it, very uh, affirming of, of family and the especially the role of a father and the role a father plays in protecting his kids and in motivating yeah. his kids. And uh, I thought, you know, Will Smith won the Oscar for that. I thought his performance, uh, I thought his performance in that movie was better than his performance with Chris Rock on the Oscars. Didn't you agree? 
There you go. It was a good, a good movie overall. Ah, Victor, thanks for your call and thanks for those suggestions. Some good titles there for uh, folks to check out. Uh, 888-52-TALKS is the number to call. 888-528-2557. If there are films you've seen or series that you've streamed recently that you're telling your friends about, well, tell your friends. I mean, come on and and share with us what you're watching. 888-52-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. You know, everybody is waiting, wondering about a film that is in pre-production right now that they expect it will be released in 2023. And it's the sequel to Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. So Mel is working on a sequel called The Passion of the Christ Resurrection that is supposed to be about the three days following the crucifixion and about the resurrection of Christ. And as you can imagine, it's going to have a lot of curiosity and a lot of buzz. I don't know if this is still the case, but for a long time, The Passion of the Christ was the highest grossing R-rated movie to come out of Hollywood, made just short of $800 million, as I remember. And it was rated R, of course, because of the extreme violence. I, I remember, I don't know if you remember watching it the first time. I was in a screening of that film, um, actually before it came out, was in a screening where um, Mel Gibson was there. And uh, when the movie was over, other, other, other Christians, pastors, people who were at that screening, uh, when the credits rolled, I mean, there was a stunned silence in the room. And I remember watching it and thinking to myself, okay, this is a little over the top. This, this, uh, I mean, do we really have to be subjected to this kind of horror? Because that's, that's what it is. And anybody who knows anything about Mel Gibson and his films knows that there, there's something about Mel. He likes bloody stuff. Uh, we we won't try to we won't try to figure that one out. But he he there's something about violence and blood, and he he kind of likes it. It's a part of his films. And in this case, I remember thinking I, he may have gone over the top on this one. And then I had the thought, well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? I mean, when when we're brought face to face with the suffering and the passion of Christ, that's that's kind of the point. Did the movie go over the top or did the movie just force us to look at what we have tended to turn our head away from in the past? Well, we'll see how things get handled in, may, again, maybe in 2023 when the Passion of the Christ, the Resurrection, the sequel from Mel Gibson comes out. At least that's the anticipated date. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. We're talking about movies. We're talking about the faith-based films that won the awards this week uh, for the from the Christian Film and Television Commission. Ted Bear was on earlier talking about that. And just getting your recommendations on films or series that you've seen 
that you have been recommending to others that you thought had a, a powerful message? I'm trying to think. There was a, I watched on an airplane, you know, when I'm flying, I will tend to say, okay, here's a film I might not normally watch, but I've got it here and let's check it out. Uh, Terrence Malick, you, do you know that name as a director? Terrence, A-N-C-E. Um, he, he is a, a well-known film director and he had a film come out uh, called A Hidden Life a couple of years ago that is a a slow-moving and very powerful film about a, a family in, I think it's in Austria during World War II, where the, 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 the husband, the dad, was being called on to renounce his faith in order to stay with his family. And everybody was saying, just, you know, just go along. Just nobody cares. Just fake it. You don't have to really mean it. Just pretend like you do. Even the clergyman in the film said to him, you can just, just uh, go along with this. God will understand. And this man in conscience could not do that and faced consequences for his decision not to compromise on his profession of faith. It's a powerful film. Again, it moves kind of slow. As Terrence Malick films do, this is one of those where you you see scenes that kind of feel like you're watching just a snapshot from real life. And let's face it, real life can be boring sometimes, right? And yet there are subtle themes that are weaved into every scene. So if you have not seen uh, A Hidden Life, that would be worth checking out in the faith-based film library. And of course, throughout the year as well, I was going to mention one other. There's a film that I think is coming out in a week or two called Family Camp that's been put together by the skit guys that uh, the trailer looks funny. I haven't seen the film. Looks kind of like it could be a, a fun premise, faith element to that. So uh, that's worth investigating and checking out. And And let me just say this, supporting these films sends a message. And that's one of the reasons I cheerlead for them is because I want more stories like this to come into our world and into my life. So when you see a good film, pass the word along, get more people watching it. All right. Now we're going to move from films to theology on the other side. So stay with us as your Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com